You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Who's the Texans' biggest challenger in the AFC South? We'll delve into this changing division after some upsets in the AFC South. We've also got a couple of listener questions and some fun numbers in the Texans' big picture, pre-bye week, what they've done so far. So welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with co-host Brian Patterson from FansidesHouseOfHouston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews, and we give it to you unadulterated four or five days a week during Texan season, and we're recording this Sunday night, so as J.J. Watt said on Twitter, quote, forever grateful for all the incredible men and women who have served and protected our country and our freedom. Thank you, hashtag Veterans Day. As J.J. said uh, perfectly, that is the truth. All right, Brian, all I got to say is thanks a lot, Belichick. Come on, guys. Can you not help a Texan fan out? (laughs) Well, you you know, Mike Vrabel, you know, is I know Bill Belichick's record against his former coaches, assistants is pretty damn good. But uh, Mike Vrabel was able to go out there and do it. Something Bill O'Brien has not been able to do Win a football game over his former coach. Um, The Titans had control from the start. They set the tone. Um, especially with Mariota, he looked poised out there. He looked very comfortable. Tom Brady looked old, man. He did. He did. You did have a trick play himself, but Mariota had one of his own. Now, I don't know how this would have played out had they been at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, how that would have worked out. But um, the Titans really had a good home field advantage. That's probably good, their, their biggest crowd of the year uh, because everybody gets up for the Patriots. But uh, they look really good out there. But I would have loved for the, the Patriots to go out there and stomp on them to get that win so we could continue. Yeah, to I mean, come on. I mean, like when the you root for the against the Patriots every week because you just hate them because they're the Darth Vader of the NFL. And then when fi- finally when you need to a win from that, it's like where – What's going on? Like Brady can't, he can't make a good throw. His receivers can't catch passes. Their offensive line looked like the Texans offensive line early in the season. I mean, they just look like a total disaster out there. I I don't know where that team has been when the Texans have played them over the years. But yeah, I mean, it was a good game by the Titans and a good game by Mariota. This is his third good game that he's put together. And Brian, did you hear what Deion Lewis said after this one? No, I didn't. Oh, brother. He, he said, uh, he goes, I, I, they asked him if it was personal. He goes, hell yeah, it's personal. That's what happens when you go cheap. You get your, well, he said another word, but he said, you get your butt kicked. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that way, too. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Malcolm Butler, you know, just coming. Well, that was, that was Dion. No, that was Dion Lewis, not not Butler. I, I, Dion didn't have as big a game as uh, Butler. Butler's been struggling all year. And, uh, you know, I don't I didn't hear his name called too much. But, yeah, Dion Lewis looked good. And, you know, that's kind of running back. We'd like the Texans to, to have. And we're, we're going we're to talk about that in a little bit. But. Brian, the Titans, they're just one game behind the Texans now. With the Colts win over the Jags, the Colts have moved into third place in the division. Uh, we can get to them in a second, but, man, I was just looking at the Titans' remaining schedule. It's not exactly difficult. They're at the Colts, at the Texans. Obviously, those games are going to be a little bit tougher, but they've got the Jets at home, the Jags that seem to be limping towards the finish line at home. They're at the Giants, who are limping everywhere. Uh, they host the Redskins. 
So they get the Redskins at home while the Texans get them on the road. And then they host the Colts. So not a tough schedule, really. And uh, the Colts schedule isn't too hard either, Brian. Their non-division games are the Cowboys, Dolphins, and Giants. That's what they've got left. So uh, these two teams, they're going to be on the Texans' tail from what I can tell. I mean, the Texans need to take care of business. I mean, it comes down to they got to beat those two teams at home because they get them both at NRG Stadium after playing them on the road earlier in the season. Yeah, Eric Ebron was was sensational today. Uh, he he was pretty much the majority of the offense. You know, with with the two touchdowns, he was able to catch uh, just nearly unguardable. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars they started out slow, but again they got Leonard Fournette going. You know he was catching passes. Um, he was running the football, hundred and six all purpose yards. And like I said, you know Blake Bortles can get on his knees and pray and thank the good Lord for Leonard Fournette for the, for that three year, $54 million extension that he got because Leonard Fournette, Fournette is the guy that is the key to that offense. And as you, you saw today, they were able to get back in that game and they made it competitive. Now there was a technicality at the end, I believe with a, a man and a half left and they, you know, I, I believe it was a call that was challenged by Doug Marone, but uh, he didn't win. And then there you go. The Colts had the ball and they were able to hold on. That was the correct call. I mean, I think Sterator said in the studio that that was the correct call. It was the correct. I mean, I, I looked at the replay to me, you know, when common sense prevails in the NFL officiating, it, it's usually stuff like that, that you go, OK, yeah, that that, that is the right call. But. Bortles had a better game, and yeah, it, it, it matters that Leonard Fournette's on the field, and, and that helped, but the Jags, you know, they've got some issues. This is not the defense that was killing people last year. I don't know what's going on with the defense there, but, uh, you know, they've got some problems. The Colts, their offensive line is starting to look better. Andrew Luck is looking more and more like the old Andrew Luck. Uh, they're going to be scary a, as the year progresses, and the, the frustrating thing if you're a Texans fan is, They've got a real GM now, and they've got a, they've had a quarterback for years, but they haven't had a GM and, and players to go with him, and they're starting to put things together, starting to connect the dots. Frank Reich, a better coach than maybe they've had in the last few years, too. I kind of want to see more of him to get an idea, but yeah, the, the, it's scary because the Colts are looking like they're going to be somebody that the Texans are going to have to watch out for. Uh, coming up and Brian I, I know you got some interesting Texans numbers in a second and and we got to get to those but uh, hey if you're enjoying Locked On Texans tell your friends we're on Spotify the Google podcast app iTunes support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes and hey tons of games this past uh, weekend and maybe you want to make a little money off the NFL or the college football or NBA if you'd like to do it, mybookie.ag, because you know what the word is, who you're betting on. They're just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years, got great reviews. Their mobile site's easy to use. We'd only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why we urge you to make your way to mybookie, because you win, they pay. Remember, in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored. So if you're a fantasy fan, that's cool, too. Most rewarding player perks in the business. And if you're willing to deposit after 6 o'clock, Central Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and they're going to match you. My bookie will match you dollar for dollar. Um, also, they're, they're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. And also, the Locked On 25, activate that uh, promo code because uh, that's the way to get that $25 free play. 
It's just locked on 25, easy to remember, just like us locked on 25, uh, $25. Go ahead, wait till after dinner, take the extra money, my bookie online. That's where you need to go because you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Brian, you got some good numbers for us from what you're telling me. I, I don't know what to expect, so hit us with it. What, what have you seen so far that uh, we need to know about going into the second half of the season? We need to look and see with Deshaun Watson, you know, how he's most productive whenever he makes his passes out there. And let's take a look here. Uh, his best numbers that, that he throws is between the numbers, between zero and 10 yards. He's got seven touchdowns. He has 135.7 NFL quarterback rating and a 92.3 grade. I mean, he's 55 for 64. This is where he makes most of his money. But as you get to the right, uh, when he throws between 10 and 20 yards, 152.5 NFL rating, three touchdowns, and an 89.8 grade uh, when he throws between 10 and 20 yards. Now, what, looking at the deep ball, where is he earning his best money there? It's between the numbers, right up the middle. He's got two interceptions, but he's got a 91.0 NFL quarterback rating when he throws uh, in that particular direction. And, that, he's got and, and, you know, Brian, that shouldn't surprise us because, you know, he's not one of these guys that came into the NFL out of Clemson. He, he didn't come in and everybody was like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's got one of these incredible arms he, he doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes where he's throwing off the back foot across the field and, and you're going to trust it and you know it just you know Deshaun Watson he needs to get in in his like his body into the ball you know into the throw a little bit so he can get some little pump a little thing into the ball a little juice on it and and it's no question that it, it looks like he he's definitely he's got that comfort factor in the middle of the field because you know he's not having to you know, try to put some zip on the ball that he doesn't have. So, I, I, you know, honestly, I'm not surprised about this at all. I was wondering, you know, as far as where he was getting the most of his, you know, the the best grades and where he was getting his most productivity, but it's to the right. You know, they're not guarding the right. I mean, his highest rating is, you know, between 10 and 20 yards. And like I said, 152.5 NFL quarterback rating, uh, whatever he throws to that side. The left, it's a little bit lower, still productive, but that's the Andre Hopkins side, and he's probably going to be double teamed. So he's going to continue, and I hope this continues with Demarius Thomas, that he's going to keep going to the right. So that's the best that I got out of that, and um, I know he's going to be changing things up. Deshaun Watson has a stronger arm than I thought he would have you know, going into when he was drafted when he started playing with the Houston Texans. So I just think it's just going to continue to to get better. But um, again, uh, let's hope for something a little bit different here. Well, I mean, you want different, but I mean, what we want is them him to continue to not throw interceptions like he's been doing over the last few weeks. I mean, that's going to be a key. And you talk about uh, going to the right and having the success. Yeah, you said it. It's probably the guys are open. You know, when you go over to DeAndre's side, it's going to be tough. And DeAndre, you notice he'll have more targets and not as many catches with his targets than, say, Will Fuller was going to have because DeAndre's get, got two guys on him a lot of times and he's hand fighting with one guy and he's got another guy, you know, leaking over into that area. And so it, it does, it is becomes, it does become a little bit more difficult for him uh, to make those throws and get the catches over there but DeAndre makes the catches if he can get his paws on the ball you know he's going to catch the ball 
So, you know, that that's good news with De- DeAndre, uh, you know, not being the one. Like, it's not like Deshaun's going to him every single time and he has to go to him every single time to complete a pass. He's, he's had success. Deshaun has going to the right side. I- any other numbers that jumped out at you? Numbers for Lamar Miller. And now we, we say that, you know, we don't like him running up the middle. But but when you actually look at his productivity, um, it's going to the middle right and toward the right guard uh, where he's getting he's making most of his money. You know, that would be Zach Fulton's spot. That's going to be Kendall Lamb's uh, area. But he's getting it between the tackles. You know, we've talked about that. Getting, uh, you know, making your money between the tackles. He has 22 attempts. 122 yards on the season of his 525 so far, five and a half yards per carry when he goes uh, through the middle to the right. And also, if he's following the right guard, if he's following Fulton, 19 attempts, 117 yards, 6.2 yards uh, per attempt. He's got touchdowns going in both directions. So where Lamar Miller's making his money is definitely you know going to the right side. Um, it is god awful <laughs> when he goes to the left. He doesn't go to the left that often, and you know some of his worst performance numbers, especially when he goes to the left end. You know he's got only twenty four yards on the season with that. Yeah, I mean honestly, I mean that doesn't surprise me because Kelamete, he's not going to move anybody around. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in him. And when you're talking about running the football, lots of the times you're talking about the guards. I mean that's. That's going to be the key. The other thing that you got to keep in mind is, you know, I guess this is maybe simplifying it, and I don't know how true this is, but the fact that Deshaun, he's going to hand him the ball, you know, with his left hand, and Lamar Miller is going to be on his right side. So Lamar is going to be able to see the field better on the right side of the field uh, because Deshaun's kind of blocking him a little bit because he's going to be on his left side sort of in front of him when he gets the ball. So he's going to be able to see it a little bit better on the right side. And I think that might come into play a little bit. But also, of course, I mean, just the, the that side of the offensive line, it's not your strongest. You know, Zach Fulton has got more experience. He's a better guard than Kelamete. And Kendall Lamb has done a nice job at what he's done. And a lot of times, Brian, I think with they're, they're going to try speed rushing Kendall Lamb because that's the way uh, – you can beat him a little bit as if you speak because he's gotten stronger lower body, but they still feel like they can get around him on the outside. Well, if you're getting or trying to get around on the outside, that opens things up a little bit. Sometimes if, if you counter that with that run on the right side, you know, and, and hit that hole that, that the, the guy vacates over there, just like we see with JJ all the time. Any other numbers that uh, jump dumped out to you? We need to talk about special teams of how well they're doing this year. Um, they, they've really, really gotten better. Um, last year, uh, they were 26th in uh, DVOA by uh, football outsiders. This year, they're ranked fourth. So obviously, you know, they're, they're, you know, they've improved, you know, with Brad Seeley taking over the reins uh, with Larry Izzo, you know, there, there continue to be problems There continue to be uh, screw ups every game. We, we had something to say about what did the special teams do uh, this week, but that hasn't been the case for this season. Still your best performer. And we talked about this earlier in the uh, season is Brennan Scarlett. He's been pretty good. He's got an 87.1 grade for special teams. Your worst performer on special teams right now, um, and actually it's kind of a surprise, it's Johnson Badamosi uh, with a 48.6. So Pro Football Focus has him graded uh, pretty low. Uh, he might get cut. I mean, he is not a good cornerback. I mean, you don't have him on the team for that. So, dude, 
that guy, he could be gone in the offseason. I don't know what, what's happened to him, but that's why you got him with special teams. There's no other reason to keep him around. Would you cut him now? I mean, is, is I mean, what is he doing for you lately? You know, you know, waiting waiting for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, why don't you just cut him now? He's taking up a roster spot and he's not being productive. But unless his, I think his guaranteed money is actually pretty high, so you do have to keep him. But after the season, that may be the reason why he's still here because they did uh, front load the deal that he got. Uh, you know, the highest paid special teams player in the the league, as they say. Hey, and by the way, if you missed the last show, uh, we talk about uh, something that Brian, you didn't have a chance to chime in on, but Tyler Irvin, he gone. We got a new returner this this coming week. With uh, it looks like it's probably going to be DeAndre Carter. So. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal from the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, you know, he could certainly be a guy that, you know, can we can glean nuggets off of. I'm I'm just really excited to see what he's going to come up with um, again. Uh, he had some success, but I'm ready to look for. Yeah, more. I don't, he, there's not a whole lot of success because he hadn't done a whole lot. I mean, we, I went over some of the numbers last show, but yeah, he, he hasn't really, you know, had that many returns with the Eagles and. I guess they let him go because Darren Sproles was coming back, but then I don't know if Darren Sproles, you know, did come back. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm not expecting anything major from him, but it, it will be interesting to see somebody different than Tyler Irvin for the first time in a long time uh, with kickoff and punt returns. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't have Tyler Irvin last year, I guess, but it, uh, for the first time uh, this year, anyway, they got somebody new. So yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what's going to happen there, Brian. With Deontay Foreman coming back, uh, he should be back uh, hopefully, you know, within the next couple of weeks, you wonder if Alfred Blue's going to be taking some of the load for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I see, I mean, maybe on kickoff, not on a punt return, but yeah, I don't see Alfred Blue doing it. I mean, he, he he's going to keep his role in special teams on the other side. You know, he's in coverage and he does a lot there, but Anyway, uh, a couple last things uh, before we get to them. If you're a fan of Modern Family, go check out Locked On Chiefs because our friend Ryan Tracy's guest this past Thursday, Eric Stone Street. How about that? Some of you know that he's a KC guy, a Chiefs fan. Nice work over there by Ryan on that catch. And then uh, make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. You get all the local experts in our Locked On NFL Network on one feed. Really amazing when all the games are going on or when news is breaking. Also on Instagram, Locked On NFL Net is giving you major stories in just a minute. Little short bites for you. You get some perfect uh, smaller content, audio content on Instagram. Make sure to follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, big tip of the cap to Ryan's or to Rams offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth, who's donating this game check on Sunday to the victims of the mass shooting in Thousand Oaks. Uh, you know, we see it with JJ, what he's done for the community. Andrew Whitworth just really uh, stepping forward in a big way for them. Also, I want to remind everybody that you can ask us questions by emailing us at lockedontexans at mail.com and our friend Justin who lives across the ocean over in Wales, asked us, Brian, is there hope that the Texans get a running back in the draft or through free agency this offseason? And Brian, I said, if the right guy becomes available, maybe in the third or fifth round, look for it. Remember, they don't have a fourth round pick, and I just don't see him grabbing a running back in the first two rounds with offensive line and cornerback being such a priority. But if you'd 
Uh, God, you'd have to think that they'd try to upgrade this offseason somehow in that position. I, I can't see him going through another offseason with just like, we're going to go with Lamar Miller and Blue, and, and who knows what they're getting from Deontay Foreman from here on out. It, it, it's all a matter of what we're going to see out of Deontay Foreman, you know, after he comes back, uh, which is going to be in a p- couple of weeks. That's going to factor into their decision. So um, I'm not going to say that uh, that that they're going to invest in a running back right off the bat, either for agency or through the draft. It's going to be a wait and see on what Deontay Foreman is uh, going to do uh, out there. That would be nice if they did. But again, we've got a lot more priorities right now um, other than. Um, the running back position, it, it it's a solid position right now, but again, it, it could look for some improvement. But you invested a third-round pick in the format. You need to see what you got in them. Justin also asked us if we think that the Texans are going to play in London in the next year or two. Like we said, Justin lives over in Wales, so uh, I know he would love to go see him over in London. Uh, what do you think, Brian? I know you just got off the phone with Roger Goodell. You got some breaking news for us. What's going on with that? I- I do. I do. I just talked with him. I got a direct line. And I do think that we should be up for the London game next season. It would surprise me if we we are not. Uh, well, if the Houston Texans are not, uh, for that matter. Again, I don't work for the Texans, but uh, but we, we give our opinions on the Texans. But I think it's coming up soon. It's all about Bob McNair. Uh, whether he just didn't want to give up the revenue for a home game. I think that's what the holdup has been all this time. But if they're going to London, I'm going to London. I do work for an airline, you know, for my day job. So I'm going to figure out a way how to get there. So uh, cheers. Hope to see you there. And um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Strawberries and cream, baby. Oh, no, that's the wrong event. (laughs) Well, hey, you can get more of our content on LockedOnTexans.com with Nathan and Andy and Brandon and Calvin, all doing tremendous pieces over there on, of course, your favorite team. Look for Brian's writing also on Texans, Astros, and Rockets on HouseOfHouston.com. It's a fan site affiliate. Uh, We're going to get back into the swing of things on Houston Sports Talk. It's been a rough week or two uh, over there, but we're going to have some new podcasts to look for. Uh, that on my Houston Sports Talk podcast. But, man, you got to go listen to the show with Andy Huggins. Uh, America's Got Talent stand-up comic out of Houston. Boy, he's got some great stories. And it's just uh, a tremendous, tremendous story in general that he was on America's Got Talent. It's really cool. Uh, but that's all we got for this one. We're going to keep coming at you this week. And we got a preview in a couple of days for the for the next Texans game. It's going to be against the Redskins. So we'll talk to our Locked On Redskins host this week. Uh, looking forward to that. Andy's got fantasy and what's going on around the NFL. Uh, we don't know what you're, we're going to do tomorrow, but we're going to have something for you that's good. So stay with us. But that's all we got for this one. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll